What's up, everybody? It is hot stove season for the NBA. The trade deadline is Thursday. Thursday. I know. Thursday. (laughs) We'll have an all-ball episode uh, today and hopefully get another one in this week once trades get made. But I'm excited. A lot of pieces going around, and me and Steve are here, and just wanted to jump in. A lot of talk around the Celtics, Steve. What do you feel about the Capella trade? Um, Rumors. You know, I really really like Capella. I know the Celtics have kind of been in the talks for for a couple of years now for for a guy kind of of his stature, and him specifically, too. But, I I mean, I I don't know. Danny Ainge always kind of seems to make, like, the right move as far as the Celtics go, but he also covets our assets very much. Um, if if we were to move the right pieces for a guy like Capella, then I'm all about it. But I, I guess that's really just what it comes down to. I know the Rockets are going to want some sort of a, a draft asset, and I think they'd want players now. Um, so if you want to if you want to jump in with, with your who you have like kind of them shipping for for Capella, I'll jump in with mine after. There's only two ways I see it going. It's either we're going to get Capella. And someone else who they want to get rid of for a high salary, like a P.J. Tucker, Austin Rivers, Eric Gordon-esque type guy. Oh, I hope we don't get Austin Rivers. And then we'll have to give up Hayward and a first for salary purposes. Yeah. Which, depending if we got P.J. Tucker, I'd be bucked because he can defend and I'd shoot. I'd take it, yeah. And, and I would pay him, uh, if that fit between him and Capella's salary, to Hayward, and I'd give up a first. But the way I see it going is we're going to have to give up Tice, Ojale, and Romeo Langford, and I would go a second. Because if you're getting three young guys, I mean, I, yeah, no, I'd give up. Actually, I'd give up a first. I'd give, I'd a, give up a first, but it just has to be a Celtics first pick. It can't yes. be like no, a no, protected no, no, no. pick from Memphis. Like it can't be like any of our like coveted picks like going forward. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, unless we had like a Philly, a Philly pick, I'd give them Philly's pick, like a good team's pick. Yeah, I, I just know I like that Memphis pick is what projected top seven now, and I think we might have like another like pick or two from from outside teams. So, so I guess that really all depends on who we're moving. Uh, I like the I like the idea of moving Hayward because um, I, I feel like if there really is kind of an odd guy out from who we want to build around in the future, I mean, he's got what, this year and next year left on a contract? Like, I, I don't know. And, and an option, I think. Yeah, so, so how, however that works out. But I think his, his salary is a lot, and his game really hasn't showed us that salary. I yeah. know he suffered such... A dramatic injury, and I, I feel for the guy. You know what I mean? He's been balling too. Like, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I, I think a guy like Capella and maybe like a, a PJ Tucker would be so valuable uh, to kind of what we need to do. Um, but, but it does work out good because if if we were to move Hayward, he, I mean, he really is a scoring option for us. You know, so so Tucker can come in and put some points and play great defense in our system. Yeah. And I think Capella would be able to to keep up like kind of like that double double machine that that he really mm-hmm. is you know what i mean if he got us 13 to 15 points in 10 rebounds i think that would be perfect but if we're looking outside of kind of moving hayward i think moving either tice or Cantor would have to be an option and seeing mm-hmm. tice get banged up right now it's probably going to be leaning more towards Cantor. Um, down but but this is this is just like i'll talk i think tice is a little better of a defensive asset than Cantor is but I obviously say that Cantor might be uh more uh more complete rebounder and better kind of inside because yeah, I, I he's a better post guy way better for sure post. um so I would include one of those two probably Cantor though like I said with the injury um and then I think it really goes down to two guys and I am including a Celtics first round pick and I made that clear mm-hmm. that it is from the Celtics um either Langford or Waters I'd pick one of those two guys and then I'd either pick Poirier or or Edwards or the other guy yeah. that we don't move. Um, 
but I know I know those are a lot of names to turn around, but it gives them either a, a young one or two piece promising moving forward, a guy that can come off the bench and, and give you a solid 20 minutes at, at a center position, even possibly starting, mm-hmm. and a prospect, you know what I mean? So so I think that could really work out for both teams, but I think Houston, the way Houston wants to deal with us is they want to make sure that they're winning the trade, clearly, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? So I, I just don't know how, how that's going to happen, especially with, with Ainge's reluctance to, to not get a deal that's in our favor, you know? Yeah. So I think it's going to be tough with, with a lot of these um, deadline guys. Like, I don't I don't see the Pistons pulling off a big move with Drummond. I think the, the Warriors really do want to see D'Lo play with uh, Steph, and I, I think he's coming back sooner rather than later, right? I mean, he can come back sometime in March. Yeah, I'm I'm hesitant on that. I think it's a, it's kind of a thing where it's like he's coming back, like he's really back, and then it's like plays 12 minutes. Yeah. Oh, his ankle. Oh, he should probably sit for the season. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I, I, I think you. that's it. I think they'll get them to play a little bit together if he's still on the roster. But like I was telling this to Kev, he thought he should trade for Steph Curry and Fanny. I said hell to the no. No, I, I told I told him the same thing cuz you you just don't know like what it, what if he comes back from his hands and he's not playing a lot of minutes and Exactly. I mean he's the, not the Warriors what do they have 12 wins right now the Warriors like Maybe. Yeah, I I just don't really see the point but I understand their reluctance if they want to have Clay, Steph and uh D'Lo be be kind of like a a core moving forward. But I mean if if they can move D'Lo for for a, a big four or a five piece, I mean, especially with them trading Collie Stein, I don't even know if we really touched upon that here. Um, but I don't know. You you just see a lot of success with with guys at the four or five position that can have some sort of like an outside game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I, I don't know how how available Cat's gonna be in in a possible D'Lo trade if that's possible. I know we're going to talk about some teams that need to sell later. Mm-hmm. Um, they just started the year like a, as one of these big off-season teams, and I mean they they don't have more than fifteen wins at this point either. So that the Wolves can definitely be a team that, yeah. that we see, but I'm I'm not sure. What 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 about the Lakers, Lou? I I know that they're in in the trade talks with with Kuzma, and they want to bring in like maybe Iggy or a possible shooter. Do you have any names you think that they could possibly go after? I think they're going to go after all the guys we've just talked about, but I don't think they're going to get any of them. Yeah. I think their best shot is a Bogdanovich. Not even joking because Clippers, better assets. Celtics, better assets. Hawks, better assets. Uh, Knicks, better assets. Who else? Everyone has be- Their only asset literally left is Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. And it's like, what is that worth with future picks? And you're going to be good. You're basically offering like the 28th pick. And an above average scorer. So, I mean, like, if I'm them, I'm worried they miss out on everybody. I mean, I don't know if you saw what happened with, with uh, John Morant yeah, and Steph because of the Iggy situation. And uh-huh. I mean, I get it. I'd be pissed too if I was them, but well, I, did, I get it from both sides. Like, I wouldn't want to play for Memphis at this stage of my career, but I also get where they're like, dude, screw this guy. Like, we're good. Yeah, no, I, I definitely understand both sides because, I mean, Memphis isn't supposed to be what? What are they? The eight seed yeah. right now? They they definitely weren't expecting to be in that position, and because they're playing so good, having a guy of I don't want to say of Iggy's stature, but just similar that could put up maybe like another fifteen points a game and and be a good leader, like just a veteran presence. 
I feel like that could be very beneficial for a mm-hmm. team like that. Um, so, so I definitely understand the frustration for him not being with the Memphis team. But I also, like you said, I, I understand it, as far as Iggy goes. I mean, he just came from one of the best dynasties in basketball that, that we might see yeah. with the Warriors, you know. Um, so him wanting to stay with a contender, I, I definitely feel that. And I think it would be stupid on Memphis just to kind of waste his whole year. Get whatever you can for him. Cause yeah, you, dude. It, like, even even if for it's... dirt. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, you know he's not going to play for you. Get any type of first-round pick and a player. Like, it's only going to make you better i just don't understand sometimes the pettiness in, in, in like the moves and stuff like that like i think i think the whole piston situation i don't think they'll end up moving rose or Drummond. i think that that'll just be like petty because they don't think that they'll be getting enough but if those guys are going to go anyway it's not like the nfl where compensatory draft picks come in and stuff like that yeah, you know there's only two rounds like yeah so so it, it's definitely going to be tough i think i think the lakers if they can get somebody, they should get a veteran shooter that, that can just catch and shoot, kind of similar to Danny Green. Um, but I look at Danny, Danny Green more as, more as like a, a defensive asset, even mm-hmm. though he can score. But, I mean, I, I know this this trade will never happen, but someone uh, that has kind of the presence that Lou Williams has for the Clippers, yes. I, I, th- I think that's like kind of exactly what, what they need. Uh, just because – not not that LeBron's not a great shooter, but just someone when he attacks the racket, if he's covered two guys shift to him, he can just kick it out and not have to worry about it. You know what I mean? And, and when Rondo's executing the second unit, he has someone to dish it to. I thought Kuzma was going to develop and to kind of be a better shooter than, than what he really has been. I, I would say that this is kind of a down year for him. I know his name is, is really in, in a lot of trade talks, and we talk about him around the three or four position, it just mainly as a forward, but... I don't know. Another wing player that can that can score for them would definitely be huge. Yeah, absolutely. They they need everything they can get. Uh, but one of the actual trades that almost happened last night, it isn't official or anything. It was Luke Kennard, uh on his possibly on his way to the Suns. It was a first round pick and like uh, a bench guy, which I think is a lot for Luke Kennard. I yeah. love Luke Kennard. He just he has like tendonitis in his knee, so he's been out for a little while. But I mean, uh, do you think that's enough to keep Devin Booker happy? I mean, is that is that the right move? I mean, he's a great shooter. He's a, a young, young guy. This is only his second year in the league. But yeah. is dishing a first round pick for a shooter who's hurt gonna make him happy? See, it, it's a tough situation. I feel like I feel like there's a lot of players on the Suns that also tie into this because if if Aiton's gonna be a stud with with Booker, then I think Kanad could be a perfect piece. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but I also think. With his injury situation and him just being a second-year player, you're not really seeing, like, I don't want to say that you didn't see his worst, but, like, what he consistently can be. Mm-hmm. You don't know if you you really want to give that up, especially, like, a Phoenix pick is, is very valuable. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so I, I think I think the Suns definitely need another star, especially while Aiton is on such a, a valuable deal, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. on, on his rookie contract. And, I mean, Booker, if, if he doesn't get another piece, it, it's definitely going to be... Uh, very hard for him to kind of stay there, just like it's hard right now for Bradley Beal over with the Wizards. Well, they're both stuck. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. They're stuck. But, I mean, if if the Suns were to pull off a move where they trade maybe Baines in, in a pick or a player to kind of get, like, another stud, I, I think that that could definitely work out. Um, but but it, it, it's tough because I really don't think a lot of these big-name guys that we hear in trade rumors are going to get moved just, just out of pure, like, 
I, I guess petty, you know what I mean? Mm. I, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like there's been deadlines before where we've talked about so many trades and they ended up happening. And I feel like a lot of the guys that we're talking about in trades, we've been talking about since before the season mm-hmm. started and they haven't really gone anywhere, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So just to kind of expand on that, we have a couple teams that are going to sell at the deadline, but a couple that could gain as they sell it. Uh, we had the T-Wolves, Rockets, Pistons, and Warriors on there. I'm going to also throw the Knicks on there just because they have a lot of good picks and they have uh, Kyle, uh, Kevin Knox and Julius Randle. Which one of those teams is most likely for you to sell? I- I'm going with the Timberwolves, but I'll expand after you go. Yeah, no, it, it it's definitely tough out of all these teams. Like I talked about the Wolves and, and Pistons being very reluctant, um, and the Warriors came out and said it too. So I would say my most likely team out, out of what we were talking about was would definitely have to be the Rockets with Capella because mm-hmm. I feel like this is just like an every year thing, and they're, they're not finding enough. But you know, I, I think Harden and Westbrook are really starting to get comfortable with, with how kind of the work's been divided between them. And, and just think, like, if Harden just has, like, a little bit more success, like, shooting the ball, like, literally, if he hits one more shot, he's averaging over 30 points a game. And that's over, just... Over 40, like... Yeah, so it, it's just... I, I don't know. They don't... Capella hasn't played in, what, three or four games for them as of recently because mm-hmm. of a heel injury. Um so I think if they can get some assets, shed some salary, and can kind of build with what they have, I mean, I I think that can really be the team that is most likely to sell out, out of what we said. Um, I just think it's hard when, when you have guys like Cat, when you have guys like D'Lo and Drummond. These are top-tier talents in the league at mm-hmm. their positions. Um, it's just crazy to me that when D'Lo was a free agent this year, like the, the Warriors were, were so like ready to hand him money, and all these teams that want D'Lo like the Knicks, like the Wolves, where were they at the time being? You know what I'm saying? Like the Knicks definitely could have had D'Lo if they were the first one to put an inquiry with him. I know that was yeah, part of the, the trade with trade, KD. Yeah. Definitely complicated things. That's so tough. But but I, I don't know. Like I feel like if the Knicks just called across town, we're like, hey, look, I know the Nets are bringing in Kyrie and KD, but we'd still like you to stay in New York. We want you to be the face of the franchise. And then paired him up with Morris, paired him up with Randall. You know, I feel like those would be good. And even Knox, too. I, I think he would carry the Knicks to a better better record than what the Warriors have right now. But we definitely weren't expecting the Steph injury, too. Yeah, no, just out of nowhere. Honestly, the way I see it, I think it's the Wolves just because I think Wiggins is gone. I, I just think it is. He was great at the beginning of the season. He got a little banged up. Cat went out. He didn't step up. Like Jared Culver, the rookie, and, and Covington and Gorgie Dang, like those guys stepped up. But yeah. Wiggins has been more or less a no-show. And I like him on the Warriors just because they're all unselfish. Like that's the only good thing about him is he's not selfish and he's a team player, but too much. Like he, he likes to defer. And on the Warriors, that's cool to defer because like you, you have, have so many dudes. options. Yeah. yeah, you have dudes around you. But like when your only option is like Carl Anthony Towns and it's like he's horrible on defense on top of that, it's like well, like, you can't turn the ball to Robert Covington. Yeah, yeah. You can't give it to a rookie. It's like, what are you... He's just he's just not made for them, and I, I think it's over. I think it's just really run its course, and I think he was the issue when Butler was there. Butler was like, they have no dog. They have no fight. I think it starts with him. He was the first uh, number one pick they have on that team right now. Then came Cat, and it just hasn't been a great fit from the beginning, and, and I just think it's about damn time, and... The way they're in every headline for the trades, I think they're panicking. Yeah, no, I, I think they very much could be. And I, I know we did uh, some trade talk maybe maybe a couple of weeks ago, earlier in the season anyway. And I said I, I said this exact thing. It's not working out with the Wolves. No. Like, it, it just Wiggins and him, they, they're just not together. Like, it's cool. If Cat's going to be your staple, that's fine. 
But, like, at, at this point in the season, they're not going anywhere unless they were to make a move. Absolutely. Um, so, so definitely moving Wiggins could be beneficial. Uh, a team a team that I don't think is going to end up making a move because there's not that much, you know, like kind of kind of value in him. But Ke- Kevin Love, like, that's just another guy where, like, yeah. they're just kind of stuck, you know what I mean? So if the Wolves can move Wiggins, that would be good. But if not, they're going to be stuck there until the offseason. I feel like it's just going to get – very stale, very quick with them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's just, uh, it's run its course. It's very yeah. much run its course. But it, things are going to get exciting. I mean, with, with it's just getting closer to Thursday and the deadline. Things are always going to come out. I'm sure th- there'll be more rumors tonight. There'll be more rumors tomorrow as far as h- how teams are talking and, and where things are heating up and not. You know what I mean? Something could happen right now. We don't know. Yeah. No, our phones are on airplane yeah. mode. So we'll, we'll keep you guys updated. There'll definitely be another basketball episode this week and the All-Star game coming up next week and and all that fun stuff uh but thank you guys for listening make sure to check out our football episode with uh the super bowl recap that wraps it up guys since the sandbox baby peace